0: What kind of sex do you like? I like long sex. Like long penis sex or long time sex?
1: I like both, but I like more than five minutes of sex.
0: Are you only having five minutes of sex?
1: Sometimes these guys, yeah, it's just... You take off
0: your clothes and they come? Basically, they just, (laughs) my vagina gets super wet and then they're like, can't control themselves. I think I have a solution for you. Tell me. Have you ever tried Promescence Delay Spray? Oh, girl, girl, I got to tell you, it is not like other delay sprays. This is for men who come too fast and who want to take their game to the next level. If they want to be better in bed, let him put a little bit of on this on his cock and he's going to go and go and go. And unlike other delay gels or anything like that, it's not going to make his penis numb. Oh, yeah. Right. Those are the worst. Right. Because their penis gets numb and then they stick it in you and now you're numb and nobody's happy. Mm -hmm. So would you like me to get you some? Where can I get it at? You can actually look in our show notes uh, or go to twowildorchids.com and go to the store and we will have the delay spray from Promescent for you and our listeners. I'm getting myself a whole case, baby. (laughs) (laughs) FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. So I'm happy you're here. I'm happy I'm here too. I'm glad you decided to come on the show.
1: I'm glad you have. I'm glad you're having me. Some people might think this is pretty weird. You've been my best friend and my confidant since as long as I can remember. And sex has never been a shameful thing in our house. And on that note, I'm Sean Lee, and this is The Two
0: Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. And I am on the show with my absolute favorite, most favorite person in the whole world, my child, my non-binary, gay as fuck, polyamorous kid welcome to the show son (laughs) (laughs) what an intro uh thank you for having me you're welcome thanks for coming so now i call you jake or jacob because that's the name i gave you but you go by rj yes right so for you people out there he's rj for me he's jacob i'm just putting it out there in case i fuck it up because the non-binary thing has already got me messed up So the reason I wanted to have you on the show is because we're getting ready to Christmas is next week. Yes. And I'm so glad you're home for Christmas, but I wanted to talk about some things that I don't understand in my generation. Okay. Okay. Like being non-binary. Lindsay and I talked about that for a little bit on one of the shows and neither one of us are non-binary. So I know enough to be dangerous, but you were born a boy. Like I remember it's a boy. Yes.
1: So what does non-binary mean in the world? Let's separate something right now. Sex and gender are two different very things. Okay. I was born with male sexual organs. I remember I wanted a girl. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) That is God gave me a gay kid instead. Keep going. So I was born with male sex. I am homosexual. I am attracted to people with the same parts. However, non-binary has nothing to do with your sexual organs. It has everything to do with your gender. And let's Okay, pause. I want to stop you because this is where this is where it fucks me up. So I want to pause you because I don't want you to
0: go too fast over this portion. So you're telling me that as a born male, let's mm-hmm. can I use that word? Okay. So as a born male, you are also attracted to people with male parts. Yes. Okay. I got that part. Like I'm good. All right. And I understand that that is your sexuality. Yes. And I'm I'm good there too. Where I get fucked up is when you tell me gender is different because when you were born,
1: they didn't know you were gay, Mm -hmm. but they damn sure said you were a boy. Yes. The idea of gender has really evolved mainstream. But if you look, it's been a societal construct for a super long time. Okay. (laughs) I get that, I think, but I don't. So let's play it like this. Okay. You bring home a child. They are wrapped in a blue or pink blanket. Does it matter? No. Pink. Okay. That child then des- decides, I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. Okay. Got it. Their gender has changed. N- well, okay.
0: God, this fucks me up so much. So
1: how is their how is their gender changed if their genitalia has not? Because it's not a genitalia thing. When I learned that I was non-binary, I did a lot of research into it because – Yeah, it was news to me, folks, by the way. I thought I had a boy. Do I have a boy? <laughs> so there are a lot of non-binary people who are he, they, she, they. I am they, them. I personally prefer to myself as a gender because I don't feel like any of the boxes tick my tick me. Um, as he sits here, oh sorry, as, as they sit here across from me with a beard, I
0: just want to point that <laughs> out because I, if I decide if I define myself as non-binary, I still can't grow a beard.
1: No, you can't. But that's where something else comes in, and I don't want to throw too much at you too quickly because this goes into the idea of presenting. Okay, so hang on because I really love
0: teaching my audience things that I don't understand. It helps me learn it, too. So essentially, just to recap here, you were born a boy. Mm-hmm. You decided you were non-binary, which means you don't have a gender. So what should the doctor have said when you were born? It's it's a being? It's a
1: child. Fuck.
0: Okay. So, all right, let me ask this question, because you raised something earlier when you said the blue and pink blanket, and it makes me think now. So are you saying that... If you had come home from the hospital in a yellow blanket, for example, you're saying that the pink equals girl and blue equals boy is just a societal construct, not a gender construct. Yes. Okay. All right. I actually think I might sort of get this. All right. But hang on a minute. And then on top of that, you're gay. Yes. <laughs> so I just got, I just have to pause here. I raised this child in Oklahoma, the football capital of the world, he loved show tunes. Sorry, you loved show tunes. You loved uh, the theater. You did not like sports. All of the traditional, stereotypical gay, gay, gay type things. And on top of that, you like boys. Yes. Now, I do want to point out that you dress like shit. Like, I feel <laughs> like if I had to get a gay kid. Thanks. I'm serious, dude. If I had to get a gay kid, I would needed one. I want one who does makeup. I want one who does my hair. I want one who dresses me, who accessorizes me. Like, if you're going to have this, before I, did, the, I did all of that. I need more than show tunes.
1: <laughs> okay. For the record, folks, I was her, I was basically her closet designer for years. You do not want to take credit for
0: that because you don't even want to know how many times I've called myself a fashion disaster.
1: So you do not, <laughs> you don't want to take
0: credit for that. But, but one of the things I really wanted to have you on the show and discuss is it is Christmas next week. Yes. and, I know. So the the bulk of my listeners, it's interesting. I've got about a 50/50 split now, male and female. Mm-hmm. For a while there it was predominantly male, but I'm so excited I have more women on the show. And they're they're about my so they're about my age or they're 35 and older mm-hmm. usually. Now I do have some younger ones, but just like for the discussion where someone is coming home, like you came home with your boyfriend. Yes. So what does someone do? If they are just now finding out that one of their siblings, one of their cousins, one of their somethings is gay. I mean, what, what do you wish they would do if, if you came home to me and dad for the first time and said, oh, by the way, here's my boyfriend. How should we act? What should we do?
1: I'll tell you exactly what I've overheard you say all of my life. Mm-hmm. Make it cool. Make it okay. Celebrate with them. Let them know this is a safe space and you are loved and welcomed here.
0: Okay. I don't know what to say after that. We're done now. Thanks for listening to the <laughs> show. <laughs> that's a, that's a really strong point, but it it I do think that there are some people who are so fixed in their ideas about like what should be. If I was so attached to your outcome of you growing up, getting married, getting a wife, giving me some damn grandbabies. Som- by the way, someday. Um th- these are things that that I would have a difficult time with if I were if I were married to those outcomes. What I guess what I'm looking for is A way to soften it. So for me, when you came out as as gay, I was like, the only one who shocked is you. And when you came out as non-binary, I think the only one who shocked was me. But either one was okay with me. Yes. So what do you tell those people who are struggling, who are really struggling with this idea?
1: So let me start with this. You're divorced. You remarried to my stepdad, who I call dad, and he's the most amazing person ever. But my biological father... When I first came out, it was this huge shock and blow to him. And he kind of reacted just like you said. I was surprised he was surprised. And I remember you being on the phone with him at that point and saying, it's not your life. It's not your life to ask for a wife and kids and everything else. Ultimately, what you got to remember is these are still the same people that you know and love. Nothing has changed about them. You just know who they like to be in bed with now. Okay, that's really interesting. Because
0: first of all, I, wanna, I, I, I didn't know you overheard that conversation. So that, that's news to me as we sit here. <laughs> um, but, but that would have been what I would have said to him. This, this, is, not your, this is not your journey to, to control. What I think about when you were talking was pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> realizing you're not pregnant because I don't have any grandbabies. But um, I digress. The, 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 the point of it is, is that when someone shows up and you're like, hello, I'm pregnant, and everybody acts outraged, happy, sad, whatever the reaction is, right? Nothing really changed, though. She was pregnant before she told you. Yes. But but she's just now, now you know.
1: Now you know. What I urge people to remember is that this is the same child you've raised, friend you grew up with, aunt that always comes over a little too drunk on Christmas Eve.
0: (laughs) You know her too, huh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're the same person. They're just allowing you to be a part of their more authentic self. Oh, I love that
0: language. They're allowing you to be part more part of their authentic self. Well, I can remember when you came out, there was a difference in in your being. Like you were like, you were such a hard kid to raise up until that point. You really were, and and I always likened it to if I were the if I were straight. Sorry, I am straight. Uh, ish, but <laughs> if I were gay, what it would be like to be told every day. That I, had to like, that I had to pretend to like women. I guess is where I'm going with that, right? If I had to pretend to like only women, the energy that it would take into that every day would be really hard to live with.
1: Yeah. You're told all your life that only blue exists. You live in this house that's blue. Your clothes are blue. Uh, your curtains are blue. Your animals are dyed blue. Only blue exists. And then you walk outside one day and you see red. And you're like, I like red. Why is only blue a thing? Wow. So that's how it felt when you came out, is I like red. It it was I like red. I got to
0: tell you, when you decided you liked red, I was like, yeah, and?
1: (laughs) I was so surprised. Like, you didn't know? (laughs) Well, to be fair, you didn't keep me in this blue house, and some people do.
0: Well, and I get that, but when you came out, it just – it was – I was so surprising to me that you were surprised. You could only like blue. that time, I
1: had a plan. (laughs) Until that time, I I had a plan. (laughs) remember what i was telling you about my dad and his plan yeah that was my plan too you were going to get married and have some babies i was going to get married have a wife have two kids and have a great little house with a couple dogs and Uh, then your world blew up and then everything
0: changed wow and you and and you came out really young now i i know that i've talked to people who are in their 50s Mm -hmm. and they're just now coming out good for them well good for them but shit you're 50 Like I I feel bad and I feel happy for them for today, but I feel bad for them for the years earlier where they had to pretend to be different.
1: I came out because everything in my body just said enough. Okay. We're done hiding. We're done pretending for better or for worse. This is how it's going to happen. And I got to tell you, I was terrified.
0: Wow. I was terrified to tell anyone that I was a swinger or that I was poly or any of that. And for the record,
1: he does not listen to my show. (laughs) I tried listening to your show because I'm so supportive of everything you do, but I was out on episode three when you started fake moaning.
0: Okay, to be fair, I wasn't really moaning. I was pretending that I was having an orgasm, but but I was a fake orgasm. It wasn't like I was having an orgasm. Okay, either way,
1: it no child pretending. should ever hear their parents... Fake and orgasm.
0: Fair point. Fair <laughs> point. I mean, there's nothing I can argue about on that one, right? But uh, but I'm just saying that, you know, I wasn't really having an orgasm. You just thought I was. Well, I love you, but I can't listen to your shit I anymore. am so glad you don't listen. Like, there, there's shit I say that I go, oh, God, thank God my kid doesn't listen. But, but this is one of those things that I think is important as we get closer to the holidays. Because if you had not told me at a very young age that you were gay, and if I had been uh, oblivious to the fact that you were gay at coming home at 20-something years old with your boyfriend, I can imagine that would, even, even as open as, as we've always been with you, I can imagine that would throw kind of a monkey wrench in our Christmas program.
1: It would. And here's what I'll say about that. Um, going back a little bit to what I was saying earlier about coming out, it is the single scariest thing that I have ever done. Okay, which was scarier,
0: coming out as non-binary or coming out as gay? Coming out as gay, absolutely. Really?
1: I wasn't shocked about the gay thing. What was scary about it? You hear about kids who get thrown out. You hear about kids who are disowned. They come out and their whole life turns around because now they have nowhere to go. And did you think that was going to happen? I didn't know. Really? I I will tell you. Have you you met me? I have met you and I'll still tell you I didn't know what was going to happen. Wow. Because you hear about these super accepting families and the moment that their child comes out as gay... All love is gone. They are out of the house. They are disowned. They don't know you anymore. They don't want to know you anymore. What it reminds me
0: of is there is someone in our distant, 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 distant family. He was the apple of his mother's eye. Mm -hmm. Grew up to be like a brain surgeon or some shit, and and she is super religious. Mm -hmm. So when he moved to San Francisco and got and came out as gay, she didn't have a son anymore. I was like, how the hell does that happen? Like, that's a mystery to me.
1: So sad. It honestly just. But if, you but, you but hang on someone, hang on hang on. You're gay in a time when it's okay to be gay. I'm gay in a time when it's tolerated to be gay. Oh,
0: that's an interesting statement. I think it would be harder I think for for the older generation for people, let's say let's say 40 and up. Let's do, let's kind of use a timeline, mm-hmm. right? 40 and up. If you have spent 40 years being straight, acting straight, showing you're straight, whatever. Like I told, you know, I didn't figure out literally didn't figure out that i liked girls until i was in my 42ish age range right mm-hmm. and and then once i did i it, no okay it's like you were shocked you were gay i was shocked i was bi i was completely shocked yeah so i'm curious that now if people in their 40s or whatever and and they I hate to say turn gay. I don't mean that language that way. But all of a sudden make a decision to live their life as a gay person. Yes. Um, If they feel the
1: equal shock or is it they've always known and just now they're. (sighs) Shortly after I came out, Mm -hmm. because the first thing you did was make it cool. Thank you for that, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. You got me a book that said when I knew, when I knew I knew and when I really knew. And that is the title of the book. I remember buying you two books.
0: And I, and I will link these in the show notes because if this is anything going on in your family, which I have to believe someone listening it is, or we would not have been compelled to to get in the studio today. Yeah. I, I gave him two books. One of them was called When I Knew. Mm. And the other book, as I recall, was called Is It a
1: Choice? But I will link both of those in the show notes. But tell me how When I Knew helped you. When I Knew helped me because they were all of these mundane and funny stories about when kids started realizing I might be gay. I think I'm gay. Oh, wait, I'm gay. And that's basically the progression of how it went. Um, you f- you remember, you found out, on you? I think you said that you were in Applebee's or something. I was at Red Robin. I was dating a girl at the time, actually. I remember. His uh, one and only girlfriend ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Shout out if you're listening. Um, right? I was, it was the weirdest thing. I was taking my second bite of a Blue Ribbon Burger and you. this is how vivid it was. I made sure there were no onions because I hated onions. And... I remember just taking that bite and going, Holy shit, I'm gay. <laughs> it was so
0: random. Okay, uh, there's, oh, this is, oh, I'm so sorry you're my son right now because my brain is going into overdrive. I was biting into beef and I just decided. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe that was it, but I don't I'm just think saying, so. That's funny. So I was taking some beef in my mouth and bam, I'm gay. <laughs> Jesus, if it had been a hot dog, that story would have been so much better. It
1: really would have been. <laughs>
0: Okay, so if somebody's dealing with these things, and I say I use the word "dealing" as as just a misnomer for the, for our discussion because people have very set presets. Like I can remember when we had the company and I was working with a woman from Score, which Score is an organization that where uh, executives have retired, and it's with the SBA. And they come in and they help new executives to grow. Mm-hmm. And I was working with this woman and she was like 70 something years old. And she said something about my I said something about my son. She said, Oh, does he have a girlfriend? I said, No, he's gay. She said, I'm sorry. And I said, Why are you sorry? Because <laughs> I'm not. And she was like, Well, because she got all uppity with me. And she's like, Because well, he's gay. And I said, Uh-huh. And well, don't you think that's very sad? Nope. Not a bit. And I remember sitting there with her thinking, this is what he's talking about. Is this 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 unspoken underlying holy crappidness? But what has happened is your mom is when I tell people I have a gay kid, it's kind of like when somebody says, um, you know, I have a friend in Asia. Really, I have a friend in Asia. Maybe they know each other. It's like that. Yes. The second I tell someone I have a gay kid, they want to tell me how they have a gay brother or a gay sibling or a gay whatever. And I always think that's really interesting. Where if I said I had a sister,
1: I don't think anyone would say, hey, my sister's straight too. That is very, very true. I've always wondered how much the world would be different if everything was flipped. Like you had to come out as straight instead of come out as gay. Just, oh,
0: can just, you, Oh, that's really yeah, interesting. That, for a that is really an interesting – because, okay, so – oh, wow. Yeah. Because it, it would be – Talk about crossing boundaries. It's almost like uh, what I, what it reminds me of is is in the you know in the fifties where it wasn't okay to date a black person or to mm-hmm. date a white person depending on your color of skin tone. That kind of feels the same thing because black and white are so clearly opposites in yes. color, and male and female are so opposites in in, in sexual organs, mm-hmm. right? That that I can see where. If, if the world had been a, we're only going to do sameness, right? It would be white women with white women, black women with black women, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it really puts right? it in perspective. It really does put it in perspective. I hadn't ever considered it that way. All right. So essentially, let me just kind of catch us up a little bit. So if you show up at home and you're non-binary, explain it to your parents. Okay? Like, let me just, <laughs> let me just language this for, for parents out there. Have them explain it to you because I, I did fuck, I didn't know. He said I'm non-binary. I said, that's great. Like, what am I going to say? You're my kid. I love you. Like, there's nothing left to say after that. And the same thing is true if your child is straight and you thought they were gay, or if they're gay and you thought they were straight, or if they're bi and you thought they were whatever, you know, my mom, who was batshit, raised me that if... Everyone in the room was a consenting adult to having fun. It didn't matter who was in there or how many people were in there. Yes. And I raised you with that same belief.
1: And I'm so grateful you did.
0: And now you're Polly.
1: And now I'm Polly. <laughs> I'm Polly in a monogamous relationship. Talk about that.
0: You know, I've been coaching.
1: Well, you're always coaching. Well,
0: okay. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I've been coaching couples who want to open their relationships mm-hmm. with exactly that question. Like one of them is really kind of committed to monogamy. And one of them is really kind of committed to non-monogamy, and and it's kind of turned into my specialty. It's been really fun to to, to open those doors. And one of the things we're doing on the show is actually um, I'm running a contest where I'm going to have couples who want to be on the show or willing to be on the show to I'm gonna I'm gonna coach them for for free if you will, like they're gonna get a three thousand dollar value for doing this. Mm. I know, right? But I'm gonna use some footage from it. On the show to, to show kind of what that looks like because people who who are too shy to open their relationship in my mind This is an easy way for them to have some some feed because when I was opening my relationship like I didn't know anything But you grew up with open parents. I did grow up with open parents I
1: think I knew it without you guys having to tell me
0: fucking a you did. I remember when you outed me. It was horrible <laughs> It was horrible. Oh my god. It was horrible I had come back from a trip from florida I said to you, we are going to go to Florida for for spring break. We're going to introduce you to this couple that we know. And I said to you, Jacob, you're going to love them. They're just like me and daddy. And you were washing dishes with your back to me. And you said, not missing a beat, man. You were like in love and not monogamous. And I was like, (laughs) like, (laughs) I'm like standing there going, lie, tell the truth, lie, tell the truth, lie, tell the truth. What do I do? Uh, truth. Uh, I didn't know you knew about that. And you're like. Yeah, I've always known. And you're washing this damn dish and you don't even turn (laughs) around. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And so I walk over to you and I'm like, uh, I'm really glad you're so cool with this. Like I didn't know what to say. What do you say to your kid who outs you that you're non-monogamous? And you looked at me you put the dish down finally, by the way. And you looked at me and you said, Mom, I'm a gay kid in Oklahoma. Who am I to judge? And I just stood there in awe of your openness. At that age, well, I had really great role models. Ah, you are so good. I think he wants me to take him shopping because it is Christmas.
1: <laughs> All right. Oh, so, no, she's found out.
0: Oh, I know, right? I've got, I've got your number. So basically, you would, you're saying, treat them the same, love them extra, make them feel welcome. Yes, a couple rainbows never hurt. A couple rainbows. Um, All right. Let me no. I have to, I have to interject. I'm sorry. I got to cut you off when you said that, because I got to tell you what happens when someone in your life comes out gay. Everything is gay. Like, hey, Jake, pass the salt. Mom, did you know gay people invented salt? That's what it's like. I think that might have just been me because I had no other gay role models. No, you told me, Mom, this happens to all gay people. Don't worry. It wears off. Really? I, don't I remember sw- saying Oh, that. my God. Because I was like, dude, you're killing me. Like, I get it. You're gay. I'm in. And you're like, Mom... Every I've read about this. Every time gay people come out, this is what it's like. It wears off. Don't worry. I was like, "Thank you, God." And you know what? It did. So I appreciate that <laughs> for a while there. Jake, could you open the window? Gay people know how to open windows best. Watch how flamboyant I am. I mean, it was everything. Wow, it was
1: everything. The shade. There's, the no, shade there's about- no shade here. There's just I that lived was with absolutely you. Absolutely shade. It's okay. You threw it. There was no shade in that. That was
0: what it was like. There was. I'm serious, Jake. I said, Jake, pass us all gay salt was invented in 1852. I did not. You did. I'll get your dad in here for this. You did too. All right. So as we tie this up today, what I'm hearing is throw some rainbows, throw some unicorns in there, have a good time with this because it's not going to change. It's not going to change. I remember you couldn't dress growing up. It didn't change when you came out. And I can remember you coming downstairs and dad saying to you, give it to me. And you're like, give me what you're like, your gay card, because there's no freaking way oh you are gay God. and come down the stairs wearing that. And that is a really important lesson for the fact that it, the people are just the people.
1: I got my gay card suspended
0: so many times. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, I'm pretty sure I'm like on a gay blacklist somewhere.
0: You are, because you cannot be wearing plaid and black socks to your knees and white tennis shoes coming down the stairs saying, I'm gay, you guys. No. And I said to you then, the only thing that makes you gay is you like dick. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I tone down. <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of the basis for it. <laughs> then where the hell is my makeup? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as we get out of here, do you have any final words? It takes a lot
1: of courage for someone to come out.
0: And on that note, thank you so much for coming on and being so transparent with my audience. I appreciate that.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. So as we get out of here today, I know we've always ended it as stay sexy, but that's just weird. My kid's sitting across from me. So we are going to end this one in a way that I think is going to dictate the rest of your life. I wish you nothing but lots and lots of sex, (laughs) sass.